0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. So today I want to talk to you about how to create habits that stick. Because how many times have you tried to create a new routine or start new habits and they just fizzle out after a week or so or maybe even longer? And it's something that you really wanted to stick to, but you just couldn't do it. And you just feel like you try to keep doing it over and over again. It's not working. So today I want to give you some tips and give you some of the strategies that have really worked for us to create long-term habits. But before we get into some of the strategies on how to create habits, I want to talk about focus. We do not need to do it all. So before we start creating new habits, we need to come up with goals, but we also need to come up with a way to prioritize and focus on the things that really matter. And I know this can be a challenge given that most of us wear many hats. So before you start creating your new habits, go back to episode six, where I actually go step by step on how to create an ideal schedule. That will help you set your goals. It will help you prioritize and create a schedule that is going to benefit you. And then you can plug in those habits that you want to create. So let's talk about the 80-20 rule. This is where you hone in on the most important things. So you're prioritizing and you're choosing to do activities or create habits that are actually going to move the needle forward, that are actually going to give you some of the results that you really want. When we are feeling off, or stressed, or feeling like things are falling through the cracks, or things are not getting done, and you just feel like you're on a hamster wheel, it's because we have this equation wrong. So what we're doing is we're actually working harder and not smarter. And it should be the other way around. We should be working smarter, not harder. And this is what the 80-20 rule essentially is. So what it means is 80% of our results come from 20% Of our effort. In other words, when we are being efficient, we're identifying a few priorities and those account for 80% of our outcomes. But like I said, we have it backwards sometimes. So this is where all of those feelings of overwhelm and stress come in. We're actually focused on the wrong activities and they're not producing the results that we want. They're producing the majority of results that we don't want, basically. So doing the time management exercise is going to help you identify that 20% that is going to give you 80% of the results that you want. So now let's go into creating habits that really do stick. Those habits that are long lasting and they create this automation, really. So you don't even have to think about them anymore. They're a lot easier to do. And I've said in previous podcasts that there's kind of different phases, where it's motivation, discipline, and then habits and habits is where you want to stay. Now you're going to go, you know, back and forth between these different stages. But there's going to be certain areas of your life where you create habits. Like I always give the example of brushing teeth. I hope everybody's brushing their teeth and it's a habit, right? But that's something that you don't even think about. You may think about when you haven't brushed your teeth because, you know, you can feel it in your mouth or your bad breath or you just feel like there's something stuck in your teeth. That's when it becomes conscious that maybe you haven't done it because habits tend to be subconscious, you don't even think about them. They're just repetitive activities that you do where you don't have to put so much effort around them. So how much easier is it to stick to a habit when it's not hard to do? So when it comes to habits, the best book hands down so far that I've read is called Atomic Habits by James Clear. He goes really deep into the science behind um habit creation. And he also talks about how to even start the best way to start habits. And I'll share something directly from the book because it really goes to show how one simple tweak can make such a huge difference. So there was a study of 248 people to uh, build better exercise habits over the course of two weeks. And there were three groups The first group was asked to track their exercise. That's it, just track their exercise. The second group was presented a motivational video that kind of showed the benefits of exercise. And then they were also asked to track their exercise. Then the third group were The same things were done to them as in group two, they were shown a motivational video, they were asked to track, but they were also asked to do one more thing. And that was write a sentence. That said, during the next week, I will partake in at least 20 minutes of vigorous exercise on and they were asked to set the day, the time and the place. So in the first and second group, 35 to 38% of the participants ended up exercising at least once per week. And in the third group, 91% ended up exercising at least once per week. And the motivational video didn't really change anything. So it didn't matter that the second group and the third group had a motivational video. The difference between the two was based on that sentence that they wrote. And this just reminds me of how we are so focused on being motivated to do something, when in reality, you don't need to be motivated at the beginning. You actually have to do whatever it is that you wanna do and then you get motivated. So motivation is actually overrated. I mean, you still need it, I guess, but it's not as important as people think. So this particular sentence was called the implementation intention. So you were being intentional about what you were going to do. You were putting in writing what you were going to do, when you were going to do it and where you were going to do it. So this really kind of puts this in your mind that it's something concrete. So having the intention of the habit that you want to create is really important. Now I'm going to go a step further and go into affirmations because I think this actually can become an affirmation. So how I like to write affirmations is I like to begin and identify the activity that I want to do. So I start with because I and then whatever activity I want to start. So let's say I do want to exercise at least once per week. So I say, because I exercise at least once per week, and then you go into whatever result it is that you want from that particular habit. So you could say, I am focusing on myself so I can be a better person, or I can be a better spouse or I can feel healthier, feel more confident, be stronger, whatever it is that you want to do. But you want to start with because. And then you can add on this implementation intention where you specify exactly when and where you're going to do it. So let's say because I exercise at least once per day on Monday at the gym, At 5 a.m., I'm less stressed, I feel that I'm a better person, I have a more positive mood, and that is going to benefit me and everyone around me. So if you repeat this affirmation daily, it does two things. One, it creates a new thought process in your mind. So what affirmations do is they retrain or reprogram your thoughts So if you want a more positive or more positive thoughts, you create an affirmation on um, a more positive thought process. So you're doing that here and you're also creating that implementation intention to make sure that it's always at the top of your mind, the habit that you want to create. All right, so let's talk about habit stacking. So this is a strategy that you can use to create new habits. Now, in the book, Atomic Habits, um, he says that habit stacking increases the likelihood that you'll stick with a habit by stacking your new behavior on top of an old one. This process can be repeated to chain numerous habits together, each one acting as the cue for the next. So, in other words, if you have a habit that's already well established, so let's go back to the whole brushing teeth thing, and you add another habit, let's see, before or after that, then you're taking advantage of the pattern of behavior that you've already built and linking those new habits together. So, for example, after I brush my teeth, I will write down in my journal three things that I'm thankful for. So you're adding on this new habit and linking it to an already established habit of brushing your teeth daily. So now you're going to be much more likely to stick to writing three things you're thankful for every day because you're doing it right after you brush your teeth. Or here's another example. Before I eat a meal, I will drink eight ounces of water. So the eight ounces of water, or just water in general, just drinking before a meal, will make you more likely to eat less. And if that's your goal, then that's a good habit to, to create. Right before you eat a meal, you create a habit of drinking water. Some of these habit stacks seem really simple, but you can add on to it, and you can create larger habits. So starting off small is the best way to go. If you really have a hard time of creating habits, you wanna create smaller habits and then work your way up to much bigger habits. So the next strategy is creating a tracker and using it daily. So this takes care of a bunch of different things. One, it's in writing, it's repetitive, it focuses on your priorities, but it could also create some accountability. So let me give you an example. My daughter has been watching uh, my husband do the 75 hard a bunch of times. So the 75 hard is a challenge where for 75 days, you, I think you do five habits daily. And um, if you fail any of those habits on any given day, you have to start over again. So she kept watching him and, you know, our kids just, you know, they watch what we do more than what we say, right? So she got inspired and she asked her dad if he can create a a 30-day hard for her. Now, of course, we're not going to have our kids doing some of the things that are required for 75 hard, but we did create kind of a kid version. Now, this goes to something I'm probably going to be talking about later on is how to actually... um, have your kids do things that they don't necessarily want you to do, but you keep asking them to do. So some of the habits that we put on there is to wake up at a specific time or wake up no later than a specific time. Take a shower when you're asked to the first time, get off of your electronics before, um, you know, we have to ask you again and um, do 20 minutes of exercise, um, preferably outside. And of course she gets some type of reward um, once she's done. Now we broke it up a little bit because we noticed that they were doing it and they kept, they kept failing. So of course we want to teach our kids um, discipline and hard work, but we also don't wanna be jerks about it. So uh, we did kind of a, a weekly thing. So for 30 days, um, each week that she completes all of these tasks daily, she'll get $10. And, um, at the end of week four, actually, I think we added a couple days. Um, at the end of week four, she would get $40 if she kept up. Um, or for, you know, the additional two days to complete the 30 days, she would get, um, an additional $10. So a total of 50 bucks. So for a 10 year old, 50 bucks is a lot of money. So that's a good incentive for her. But This uh, created accountability because we printed out the tracker that she would have to check off before she goes to bed every single day of what she did. And she had to post it on her her door to her room so everybody could see it. Now, guess who was her accountability partner, even though she didn't choose him? (laughs) It was my 12 year old son. So he made sure that he looked at her tracker to see if she had checked off everything she did. And also if she actually did all of those things every single day. So for, uh, for our kids, uh, this worked out pretty well now, you know, trackers do work because like I said, they, they keep you focused on the activities you want to do. it's right there for you to see every single day. So you put it somewhere where you're going to see it every single day, and it's a reminder of what you need to do. And then it also creates accountability. So if you share it with other people, you're more likely to do it because you don't want to look like a failure, I guess, to other people. Or if you have a 12-year-old brother, you don't want to be annoyed by him daily. And you can have an adult version of this. So you'll have a tracker that is, you know, easy to remember. So you're going to have it somewhere where you're going to see it every day. It's going to be a constant reminder. You want to have an incentive for yourself. So if let's say you have a tracker for 30 days or a week or whatever, however long you want to do um, a specific habit, you want to incentivize yourself. You want to have some type of reward for yourself, I've been talking about how habits are repetitive and they focus on specific tasks that you do each day. So how do you not get bored with this? How do you keep going by doing this repetitive thing to get into new habits? So in Atomic Habits, he talks about the Goldilocks rule. So this is where you take your small task and you keep challenging yourself so that you're kind of re-engaged whenever you're kind of in the middle of creating these habits. So he talks about how you can continue to improve upon these habits by searching for challenges that push you just over the edge. So the Goldilocks rule is kind of the middle ground in between boredom and failure. And it's just the right amount of motivation and difficulty. So when you have these habits, you kind of like push yourself a little bit more, give yourself just enough of a challenge so that it feels a little bit newer or just a little bit more difficult where it's kind of a challenge so it doesn't feel like this repetitive, boring thing. And that kind of keeps you a little bit more engaged and keeps the habits from fizzling out or you just failing completely. So if you do some of these steps, I know for sure that you'll be able to start creating better habits. And if you want to dig a little bit deeper, want to know more about How to Create Habits, I highly recommend you read Atomic Habits by James Clear. And the other book that I talked about uh, earlier was The One Thing by Gary Keller. Now, I hope this helps you in creating new habits. And remember, don't beat yourself up if this doesn't work the first time. It didn't work the first time for me. Some of these habits that I have now took years to really stick to. So don't beat yourself up. Take your time. Be kind to yourself and just do the best you can. Well I hope you enjoy this episode of Organized Chaos and I will see you next week. Hey if you love listening to the podcast please leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. On iTunes, go to the show and scroll to the bottom underneath ratings and reviews and click on write a review. Thanks so much for listening and tune in to our next episode.